What is going on, Nooner Nation? It's just me for right now. Uh, had uh, our guest tonight. Couldn't uh, couldn't make it last minute. He still might pop in a little later. We'll see. But I figured, uh, hey, we got this Zoom in thing figured out pretty well, so I could do uh, get some some guys zoomed in for a minute, right? Um, also, could do some Q and A, you know, live Q and A with the live chat. So we'll see how this one goes. Um, should be a good time. My headphones run backwards, so one second. So, yeah, like I said, uh, we'll make this a Zoom-in show. Um, hoping to do call-in soon. I just got to figure out a good uh, good burner phone system because I'm not going to give my personal cell phone to all you scumbags. But, um, yeah, how's the audio sound? Hopefully the audio all sounds good for right now. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see what's going on. Uh, interesting day today here in Iowa. It was like negative 14 with the wind chill. Um, so cold that the steel doors at my work uh, started actually like forming ice on the inside. Pretty fucking wild. But yeah, um, hopefully everybody else is having a decent week. Uh, I think weather's been pretty wild everywhere. Um, you know, so... See who we got going on here. Oh, we already got somebody calling in. So for for everybody, uh, if you want to zoom in, um, I've got the Zoom link in the description. Uh, so yeah, like if you look at the description of the YouTube video, the Zoom link is there. So yeah, we'll see who we've got here. Ah, got Lloyd Burke. What's going on, man? Not much. How are you? Man, staying warm. Trying to, anyways. We also yeah, have, pretty, we also pretty have a guy cool. named Jack entering in the uh, the chat here. No video, though, or audio, so we'll see how this one goes. Might have to boot Jack. Might have to boot Jack off. <laughs> I said Jack off. <laughs> oh, Lord. That is a... Uh... That's interesting. Bye, Jack. Watching here. That was weird. Um, it was uh, some teenage kid with like a synthesizer or something dancing around in his room. Um, wild, but all right. Got got the heart rate going at least. Got somebody on ecstasy in the uh, on the show real early, huh? Yeah, I'm not sure what the hell that was. Yeah, that's fucking weird for sure. So, is it as cold where you're at as it is where I'm at, Lloyd? I think it was, uh, well, it was 34 when I left work today. So Heat wave. Yeah, but it it dumped like three inches of snow in like an hour and then stopped. Um, and I don't know, it was, it was pretty bad this morning. When I tried getting out of bed, my knees were all inflamed and I was like, what the fuck is going on? I had to take some some drugs and then crawl back in bed for an hour and wait for him to kick in. Yeah. Yeah. Did you uh, get back in the K hole or are you off that stuff now? I am done with the second round of K hole treatment. So I finished that up last, last week on Thursday. It was my fourth treatment. Gotcha. Uh, or, or, or that series on the second series. Gotcha. How'd that go for you? Good. Uh, the, the normal recurring pain is is gone, but 
um, it doesn't do anything for the inflammation in my knees. So, yeah, well, I get that too. I'm still young and cold weather still fucks me up. I've got a, I have some sort of rheumatoid arthritis a and a that they haven't really diagnosed exactly what kind yet but every once in a while it flares up and my hands and my toes like my fingers and toes hurt real bad yeah. especially cold weather so i think the toe thing might be gout just from drinking but who knows uh, maybe i don't know i'm not a doctor so <laughs> the doctor told me to quit drinking and i showed told him like shut his commie mouth this is america yeah exactly mm-hmm. uh I have to lie every time I go to the VA now because I can't tell them how much I actually drink every night. I have uh, one or two a week, right? We'll circle that box. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If they do, they're just like, get the fuck out, man. (laughs) Turn your life around. So, but who we got in the live chats? We've got got Miss Holly in here. C-Hapes. C-Hapes was the first in, followed by uh, Titan Uranus. Which, by the way, tighten your anus. You need to zoom in. Everybody's been uh, asking for you and Womb Raider because you're the most intriguing guys in the live chat with arguably the best usernames and no social media. So you're like this enigma that all my listeners and, I mean, just Drinking Bros listeners in general are just like, who are these people? I know Womb Raider has like an entire Brady Bunch worth of kids which is why he's called Womb Raider. I'm sure it's not Raider with a D. It's R-A-T-E-R. Like, he gives a five-star rating to Wombs. So maybe he's a gynecologist. He's a, he's what's called a teepee creeper. A teepee creeper? Yeah, we had this discussion in the live chat um, during a Drinking Bros episode and went back and forth about it. But he's a, he's a second teepee creeper I've ever met. What's a teepee creeper? So when I went to college in Montana, there was a, a Native American guy. I try to use proper terminology here, but um, and he had like he had like ten or twelve kids, but three of them were all the same age, and uh, they were all the same age but they had different birthdays. And I was like, dude, how, how, what the heck is going on? Like, can you explain this to me? I'm, I'm trying to process this in my head. Are you just, were you just playing? He's like, no, I lived with three women and it was, it was basically just a polyamorous relationship. So he had like three, three to five kids with three different women, but they all lived together. That sounds like a fucking nightmare to me, but you know, live your life. Yeah. And so he called it teepee creeping and I was like, all right, well, I guess it's not racist if it's your word. So, okay. Okay. So <laughs> I think, uh, uh, I think womb is actually part native American. If I remember right, but yeah. well, I suffer you- from CFS, so don't trust me. Well, he needs to call in so we can figure this out. So we've also got a, uh, Oh, somebody, uh, Davey said, uh, that Womb Raider and Titan Uranus is the DB pro wrestling tag team of the year. <laughs> I'd say that, you know, we don't know. They might be two like really wiry guys, you know, like me, or they might be like Bubba Ray and Devon Dudley from back in the day, you know, for the Hardy boys. 
so yeah man what's uh what's new with you is uh you'll be i'll be seeing you in person in austin pretty soon yeah i'm flying down there next week on thursday uh to visit my kids they got a couple of special events so i'm gonna jump on those and then uh, I got a meeting with Ross on the new studio Friday morning. Um, they got a new plan um, they want to go with. So they're going to be in the old studio for a little bit longer. Um, kind of got derailed with Ross being in the hospital. Yeah. Um, yeah, I figured. So um, since I'm going down there already, he uh, asked me to carve out some time with him to go over a new plan. So we're going to do that and uh, Friday morning. And then when I get done with that, I'm going to drive down to Beth and Greg's and hang out with them Friday night. And then yeah, come back Saturday, drive back Saturday morning for a karate tournament with my little kid, my, or my younger daughter, and then uh, fly home Sunday and then be home for like, 10 or 12 days and fly down again for the, for the, uh, Super Bowl, Super Bowl party. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like there's so, a, quite a few people coming to the Super Bowl party. Now I saw, I think Jacob Nickel says he's going to be there, which is cool. I've uh, wanted to meet that guy. He actually, um, I think he lives in Texas, but he grew up like where I live now. Like it's almost the same neighborhood, I think in Des Moines. So that'd be cool. And then, uh, <laughs> I think, I think I met him for the election show. Did you? Okay. I think uh, also, I, I think Boston Joe and maybe Eric Tansy. I haven't gotten it from Tansy if he's coming or not. I know like his wife's going to be pretty close to the snap count on that baby by then. So I'm not sure what the deal is with that, but they're always a good time. I don't know if you've ever met them. Uh, not in person, no. Yeah, they're fun. Not that I remember, at least, but I didn't get that. I don't know. I met so many people yeah. at the electric show that I I can't even uh, remember. And I don't like groups of big groups of people, anyways. Um, yeah. Um, so I uh, I kind of hung out in the back um, during most of that show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be. I think it's going to be last year's i was there for last year's one and it was in the studio i mean it got wild but there was only i mean there's maybe 20 people there which yeah. I mean, is, it, it seems like a lot in that studio i guess but at the same time it's not that crazy where this time around it sounds like there's going to be a pretty huge crowd so i'm interested to see how this one's going to go see if uh well, see I See if Lastro Lopez gets beer water boarded again. I uh, I thought the election show party was going to be um, actually a lot bigger, and I was worried about um, I was worried about like being able to see um, having to wait, get in. You know, I, I was worried it was going to be a, a thing where if you didn't get there early enough, you're going to have to wait for people oh, to leave in order right. to get in, and you're going to have to stay there. Um, the entire time, but and there was probably, I would guess, thirty people because I stayed across the street at the canopy and had a street view, so I was watching it the entire time. And but there was probably thirty people waiting in line for it to open, and I was I just kept watching it, and 
I walked down after I didn't wait in line, but um, yeah. there didn't seem to be a problem with getting in. So right. it would be different probably if it was an event on a Friday or a Saturday night, because the time I went down there and ended up down there with Yandel that I don't remember most of it was uh, it was that way. There was a line formed up by like 10 or 11 yeah. and you were waiting for people to leave so you could get in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to be this year. Cause I know we tried to, after the Super Bowl ended last year, we were a group of us went downtown to, uh, for like Dan Holloway's birthday and we were going to go, um, to WTF and they had closed for the night because they didn't have enough people like enough customers there. So I guess guess we'll see, you know, it's good. Either way, it's going to be a a pretty wild ride for sure. And I'm excited about it. I'm sure I'll probably go live like from our Instagram or something. So make sure you're following the Nooner Nation Instagram because there's probably going to be a lot of like drunken live videos, you know, so of, of Lloyd up on a table swinging his shirt around. I doubt it. That motor that voting random I, strangers. Uh, well, Craigers won't be there for me to motorboat him. So, um, yeah. well, Craig, yeah, Craig's in a live chat saying he, he's not, a he's not a huge fan of, uh, the drink prices at WTF. It, yeah. I mean, whatever it's, I can see you. I don't go downtown in Boise because of the fact that I have to pay like $20 for a shot of Patron. Yeah. It's, a um, bar. it's going to be bar prices. So yeah. When you're downtown with a venue like that, it's I'm sure the taxes are through the roof and just oh, yeah. everything that he has to deal with there is expensive. I mean, I'm sure I'm, I don't know. I doubt he's getting rich. If he was, he'd probably have several WTFs yeah. all over Texas. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's a that's something everybody always thinks, right? When you're like, oh, it's eight dollars for a shot of whatever mid shelf, and then you're like, well, there's twenty shots in a bottle. They're making so much money. We should open a bar. What you're not thinking of is like all the yeah the taxes, the expenses, people stealing your glasses and shit. You know. It's, yeah. Exactly. Not, I've watched enough Bar Rescue to realize it's not an industry I want to be in. I would love to. Actually, that's something me and my wife want would like well, to have is bar. our own bar. But um, not a, a downtown bar. I wouldn't want to deal with that uh, shit. I can see like a, be one of the on like a, a little bar on one of the random islands in the Keys or something. You know, a little tiki hut yeah. or a. A small Idaho or Montana town that it's you know the farmer a farmer and his wife come down yeah. and have a couple of beers and play a couple of games of pool or darts just to socialize because the only thing they do seven days a week is converse with their cows and horses and yep. sheep and shit. Yeah, the locals service the locals. That reminds me of uh, when my brother graduated um, from Boston College or uh, Boston University, sorry. We um we rented like a like a really cool Airbnb like an hour north of Boston, like up, you know, on the water and uh really small kind of like a, a fishing town and uh me and my brother went into like the local bar and we walked in and you immediately knew that we were probably the first new people they had seen in forever. 
We're like, uh, I don't know if like we're welcome here. Like nobody would talk to us. The bartender was just kind of like, uh, what do you guys want? We're like, well, what do you have? He's, and he's like, oh, um, we don't really have a menu, like a beer menu or anything. But uh, I guess like, you know, it's just one of those places, the old hole in the wall. It's all local fishers coming in. They're all playing some weird, uh, some weird like Kino video gambling game on the bar, you know, it was weird. But but it'll be a good time, Lloyd. Uh, thanks for calling in. I'm going to get to the next guy. But you have a good night. Yep. I, I saw somebody sneaking around behind you trying to steal your shit. Uh, yeah, that's, that was the wife giving me some mail or something. I don't know. So. Oh. But anyways, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, man. Take it easy. Thanks for calling in. Well, that was fun. Lloyd, good guy. He, uh... He's kind of like the the new contractor for the Drinking Bros or Tetherball Academy Network. I think he's got a pretty big uh, uh, like he's. I don't know if he's designing or contracting. He's he's very much involved in that new studio that they're building. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be a fun time. And if uh, anybody listening is gonna be in Austin on February thirteenth, for sure, come down to uh, WTF. Ice House, I think it's called. You can Google it. You'll find it. It's downtown Austin. It's going to be a good time. So let's see who else we got here. Oh, shit. Davey, what's happening, man? Hey, bud. How you doing? Good. We got Davey Jacobson back on. We had you on a couple weeks ago, and you were uh, you were convalescing with your, your parents out on the West Coast. Uh, so you, uh, you back home? Yes, sir. I'm currently... Uh, in Erie, Colorado, about 45 minutes north of Denver, and uh, well, I'm currently in the in the man cave, or because I live in a renovated basement. But forgive the backdrop; the backdrop's uh, <clears throat> one of the pro wrestling victims. <laughs> oh, nice! Yeah, and also I just realized that unsightly uh, gnat trap is up there, and I completely forgot to take that thing down. Damn it! Nah, no worries, man. Yeah, but anyway, it, it adds to the allure that is Davy Jacobson. Yeah, well, I'm always trying to get the best image I can, and I tend to little details here and there tend to slip yeah. every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the uh, so? What's the weather like north of Colorado? I've heard from some people it's uh, unseasonably warm right now. Yeah. Uh, actually, well, it was unseasonably warm for December, but now it's um, right now we're finally back at normal temperatures. Right now here in Erie, it's about a uh, last time I checked about 23 outside. So. Oh, sh- it's uh. <laughs> I think right now I'm looking out my window and the, uh, I live in a suit. My house is built in 31. So I still got the, like the slide up storm windows. Mm -hmm. And, uh, one of the storm windows looks frosted. Like it looks because it's just, it's covered in ice. Cause I think it's, uh, last on my way home at four o'clock this afternoon while the sun was still out, it was like Mm -hmm. negative seven without the wind chill. So it's cold as shit. In fact, so much so that uh, I had to run into the grocery store this morning, and it was so cold. Like I just was running out. And I'm I'm wearing like I've got a thick ass parka for this kind of shit, and it's so cold. Like I'm running, I'm like trying to unlock my truck. My truck won't unlock. I'm like shit. So I like got the key in there, and I'm freezing. Like fuck, 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 fuck. Like cold. And the wind's blowing. It's like 20 mile an hour winds, you know. So Me nothing. Guess, it cuts through everything you're wearing, and. Uh, mm-hmm. So I find like, why won't my truck unlock? Or, like, is the door, like, I'm pulling on the door handle real hard, thinking maybe it's frozen. Uh, turns out in my, you know, 
frantic panic to get to my warm truck, I was trying to get into the wrong truck. <laughs> I like yeah. I looked to the well. I was like, why won't this open? Yeah, so I was looking like I, I looked uh, in the window to see if it was unlocked, and I was like, what's that like? Like there was a, a coffee tumbler in the cup holder that I didn't recognize. And it kind of took me a second. I was like, what? Oh, fuck. I'm like breaking into somebody's truck right now. I drive a black well, Silverado. They're everywhere, man. It's yeah. funny you say that. My, my dad told me a story back when he was a teenager. He had a 67 El Camino. And uh, back in those days, you know, they didn't make laser cut keys like they do today. Mm-hmm. So my dad and my Uncle Billy, they come out from the market and uh, they get in their car. Well, as they drive home, they're like, something just doesn't feel right about this thing because they know where they parked their car. Well, what they didn't realize is that um, the car they put up next to was like same make, same model, same year, same paint color. <laughs> and uh, in those days, because their keys were not laser cut, they literally drove the wrong car home. Oh, and, shit. Because uh, my Uncle Billy goes, exactly. And uh, my Uncle Billy goes, something just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like it normally would feel. But, you know, because it, 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 uh, my dad and my Uncle Billy, they liked to, the cars that they worked on, the cars they had, they kept them as stock as they could because it was just easier to maintain. Yeah. But, yeah, drove the, drove the wrong car home. Oh, shit. So, I guess, what do you do? You like, probably like got to go to the tag office or something, call the tag office and see where it's registered to or, or call the cops. Well, back, Somebody's probably like well, looking back, for a stolen car. Like, oh, well, I back accidentally in the, stole this car. Well, back in back in those days, actually, uh, people were pretty good at pretty good staying true to their word. Yeah. So my dad and my uncle Billy, they just drove they drove back to the market where they had parked at, and the guy with their car was there waiting for them, knowing uh-huh. full well, like you know, they'd come back. Right. But, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that'd be weird. I mean, I've to- I've like I've like gotten into cars like in the passenger seat before thinking it was like the car I'm supposed to be in. And somebody's like, who are you? And like, who are you? The worst I've ever done though is um, like my mom's side of the family is all like from like an hour North of Indianapolis, like, you know, farmland. So 4-H is huge there. And I used to love going up there over the summers. And I think I was maybe, hmm, I must've been like 20 Maybe not old enough to drink legally yet, but I went to like the, mm-hmm. the, the county fair tractor pull at the county, the county fairs going on, which is a huge deal there. And uh, I'm drinking like Jaeger bombs. And I use quotes because because <laughs> what I'm just doing is taking like a pull from the bottle of Jaeger and then a pull from a, a Red Bull can. And no, I'm, that's, do- um, I'm doing that all yeah. night to the point where at one point I thought I was having a heart attack in the back of my uncle's truck. You know, I was like, is this how it ends? Like a tractor pull in Tipton, Indiana. But anyways, we're, we're partying all night kind of thing. And uh, like my uncle, who's like my cousins, were showing sheep at this 4-H fair. And uh, so they had like their camper there. And it's a big thing. Like there's a huge campground, like every county fair. And uh, my uncle's like, oh, like go water. Like before you know, we drink anymore. Like, can you go water the sheep? Like give the sheep water. And I was already pretty fucked up. I was like, uh, sure. And, uh, we're like, Oh, but be careful. Like there's going to be cops walking around to make sure like, you're not like people is a big problem. People like in the middle of the night, like going and juicing up their sheep, like giving them steroids. So I'm like, Oh fuck. And dude, I, I can honestly say I never had those problems growing up in Southern California. No. Our only problems were uh, 
Well, here's the thing. In Southern California, the only problems we ever had to grow up with was when it would rain, People, uh, people's lack of driving ability oh. would come through. Yeah. And, Sa- and Well, I went to school in San Diego, and San Diego was kind of crazy only because we're uh, at San Diego State where I went to school at. They literally – the main roads, I don't know why, who, whichever genius thought this was a good idea, they actually planted a major interstate right next to one of the little mini lakes, little ponds in the area, like right around near Qualcomm. Well, whenever it would rain really badly, that thing would flood into the highway. Yeah. So literally, yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's those. Are the, I never had to worry about uh, farm animals getting juiced. So well, anyway. So I go. Yeah. I go and like I'm get like go to the spigot. Like the barn is probably the 4-H barn is probably 300 yards away from the campground. Watering sheep, and all of a sudden I just a flashlight in my face from on a 50 feet away. Like, hey, what are you doing? I look up. I don't like. The flashlight is right in my face, so I don't know who it is, but my 20-year-old, you know, booze-addled mind is like, oh, shit, the cops. So I just take off running back to, like, just get back to the camper. I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. I find the camper. I'm like, oh, like, how long was I gone? Like, because they had, like, a campfire going and stuff, and everybody's hanging outside the camper. I was like, I must have been gone for a while because, like, the campfire's not there. Everybody's inside. I open the door, run, and just jump on, like, the... Like, you know, campers always have, like, the couch that folds down into the bed in the little living room area. Jump mm-hmm. on that. Like, okay, I'll just act like I'm asleep. If cops come by, I'm like, no, I was here sleeping the whole time. 20 seconds later, somebody is shaking me. Like, excuse me, like, can I help you? And I look up. I was like, who is this person? I had gone to the wrong camper. I just oh, run gosh. into somebody's camper and fell asleep on their couch. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, I'm not supposed to be here. I didn't even like try to explain. I was just like, uh, I'm in the wrong camper. I'm sorry. And just took off running and then found, found like I threw a campground and found my uncle's camper. And I was like, Oh shit. Like you won't believe what happened. They're like, well, you got back really fast. I was like, what do you mean fast? Like you've only been gone for like seven minutes, man. So it sounds like some, this sounds like something Dan talked about the other day on the show. Yo, uh, about Belushi, how Belushi got shit faced and walked into someone else's house. Oh yeah, I think uh, I think Ross maybe was talking about that on uh, the Blues Brothers set, right? Mm, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. At least. What's going on with you, dude? Um, not much. Just trying to stay warm for now. Uh, I said cold as shit for some reason. Ready for the football playoffs. Other than that, man, just. Saving money for uh, the Austin trip for the Super Bowl because now that they've moved it to a bar downtown. It's going to be uh, considerably more expensive to get wasted. Yeah. I I prep for that, dude. I'll, I'll see you there, but I prepped for that one already. Yeah, are you coming down? <clears throat> I am. I booked my flight today. Hell yeah, man! You uh, you already found your place to stay and stuff. Yeah, I'll be up in North Austin on a friend's couch. Oh, dope, man! That's that's a plus because. I just got like a little Airbnb close to the close ish to the studio, not as close as the last one, but uh, uh, isn't the studio in a rough part of town? It is. And my last Airbnb last year, I didn't realize it, but apparently, like, people get stabbed and shit there constantly. Um, and I was just like drunk walking around, you know, whatever. So, this one's uh-huh. a little further north, it's like 10 minutes from the studio in a nicer neighborhood, but I know, uh, who, um, Somebody who's who's coming down as well was booking, trying to find a hotel close to WTF so they could just leave the party because they're leaving like early-ish on Monday. And mm-hmm. I think their hotel, all the hotels downtown were like 350 a night or something nuts. 
for that weekend? Well, I mean, for a weekend for a weekend trip, I mean, it's it's kind of expected. But I know yeah. I know that at least at least according to what I've what I've heard, uh, there's a hotel like right across the street from Whiskey Tango. So, I mean, I yeah, assume that'd is. be the, best, the first place to look. Okay. Yeah, there is, and that's where this person's staying, I believe. So, but it'd be cool. Well, we're probably gonna go pregame there before you know save a well, little money. Well, dude, say where I'll bring whatever yeah. you guys. Tell yeah, me definitely. To. We'll uh. Off air here, I'll I'll uh, DM you my cell number and get together. When you uh, when you coming down? I literally uh, go to work on Friday, and then right when work ends, I go straight from work to the airport and then uh, tailgate out. So I literally will land around uh, eleven twenty on uh, so Friday, on Friday Saturday? night. Friday night. Friday night. Yes. Friday. Cool. And yeah. uh, how long are you in so, for? So I will be there Friday night and <clears throat> take off uh, Monday uh, afternoon towards the evening. I land back in Denver probably around I think seven o'clock oh, on Monday. Cool. Oh yeah, a- and also also uh, well, God. Oh, did you get a direct flight out of Denver? Uh huh. Yeah, oh, nice. and uh, I uh, I already got the notification from my boss because I had to put my request for my time off. Mm-hmm. My boss sent me a message like, and uh, my boss, her name's Lauren. She's uh, forty, and uh, she's very nosy. And uh, I already know for a fact she's going to give me this look tomorrow because uh, she goes, "Why are you going to Austin on Valentine's Day? Who's down there?" And I go, "Just a bunch of friends, a drunken family reunion." I'm already waiting for her to give me the look like tomorrow when I walk into walk into work out of sheer disappointment oh, <laughs> because reunion, yeah. she's uh, mm-hmm. I told her just drunken family reunion yeah. and she's been at work for months. She's been trying to set me up with someone from uh, someone from her circle of friends and I tell her it's cool. Don't worry about it because you know I don't want to. That's just that's nah. too dangerous. Yeah, and, you, you yeah. don't want to date your uh, boss's friend. That's even exactly if, even if she that's, is hot. Like I know I know some people not even like to that point, but I know people that have dated people like in the kind of the same like team at work not good well it either turns out great or it turns out terrible right Uh, the the golden rule is you don't well the golden rule don't shit where you eat don't dip your pen in the company ink you know those rules are in place for a reason it's not good yeah nine times out of ten it turns out really bad you know so Mm -hmm. definitely don't do that probably the uh the highlight, though, is uh, whenever it goes really, really bad, have your phone ready and have the camera set to record because you know something great is going about to happen. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, because because in uh, I'm part of I'm on a, I'm in Drinking Bro still single, and uh, one of the members actually told a great story about how uh, this one girl at office, how she was seeing this one guy, but she was making out with the warehouse guy, and so the guy that she was seeing jumped on the forklift and literally uh, t-boned her car. Oh, oof. with a forklift. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, nowadays, I mean, that'd be like a viral TikTok video for sure. Oh, and the thing is, everybody's begging for videos. And um, he said, unfortunately, because he has respect for both the warehouse guy and the guy in his office, that he kept his phone in his pocket, which is really disappointing because it was just real oh. dumpster fire in real life oh no i'd immediately take a video and somebody like are you really taking a video of this i'd be like uh for insurance purposes obviously right for to be on the record oh, no. you know no other way evidence evidence man yeah so what else uh, what else is going on did you uh have a good well, time in california despite you know obviously mm. the the typical california gripes but probably not uh, well, probably not there's worse places to spend well, at christmas i guess well i mean it's always great seeing family. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, my, my home state isn't exactly making me proud these days. And, uh, I mean, it is what it is. It's, yeah. It just sucks, but 
it is what it is. Other than that, just rugby is uh, currently. I'm like, as everybody knows, I'm a huge rugby fan. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really like. I'm I'm going to Austin solely for you guys and for the, you know the Dream Bros family, but I'm not going for the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. You know, Americans. I, I I hate to say it, but American sports, our sports are just they're not as exciting as other sports. And uh, rugby and F1 lately are just well. Rugby's always been my fix, yeah. but F1 lately has become like my other addiction. Yeah, F1's making a, a huge resurgence too. You know, oh sorry, a resurgence in America. There was a while back in the '90s, you know, when Schumacher's time yeah. it was big, and then well, the, we well because at that time we had Mario Andretti. We had yeah. uh, we had in, Mario Andretti and his, and his son Michael. Uh, they were they're the reason why F1 had a spot in America. And then once they you know were done with the sport, then it kind of it kind of fizzled out. But also, I mean, F1 just the amount of money that F1 makes around the world is ridiculous. Oh yeah. And I'm like, why does why doesn't America cash in on this? And it, it's a lot of it. I think has to do with they don't ha- we don't have any American drivers. There is no we have an American team. We have Haas as a racing team. Yeah. They're the only American team. But all yeah. their but both of their drivers are um, are uh, one's Finnish and the other one is uh, I think German. Yeah. But um yeah, yeah, there's no there's no American drivers. Yeah, there's that. It's also I mean it's it's a tough nut to crack. I mean, I know a decent amount about F1. Um I used to be a huge MotoGP guy. <laughs> nice. Um RIP Nikki Hayden. Love you, bro. Of course. Um of course. But yeah, like I think and F1's the same way like yeah, Haas has a team. But like, do they really, you know, unless you're, well, unless you're a factory team, I mean, you're not doing shit in F1. You know? Well, the thing is, the thing is with Haas, remember Tony Stewart's co-owner and then you have like the actual guy. I can't think of the guy's name. I, I, I know he made his money in NASCAR, not Tony Stewart, but his partner, the, the guy whose last name is Haas. He's the owner of the team. But the thing is, I don't know what, I don't know what. Because they usually they have the talent, but the problem though is I think they they're just they're overlooking the fine tuned details of just mm. what goes into making an F one race car an F one oh, yeah. race car. Yeah, I mean it's, that's it's, that's a it's lot it's of experiences things. too, right? Like having an experienced engineering crew, pit crew. Uh, well, also and and the finances to back it up. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I have no clue, really, what an F an F one team cost uh, okay, per race I'll, per race has to be in the ten. I'll digits. give it to you this way. I'll give it to you this way. Before Williams Racing, they were a British team founded by Frank Williams. Before their team had to actually like go from being Williams Racing to like I think Williams Mercedes or they had to partner with another mm-hmm. with another outfit. Their annual operating budget by themselves was like 120 million pounds. And yeah, so the so, pound is the, yeah. the pounds roughly it's about, roughly about I'd say a little but it's a it's about a buck thirty US. Buck thirty or something yeah, last I looked. Some, some, yeah. some, something like that. But this is like back in twenty nineteen. Yeah. But uh, you, uh I know that I know Ferrari. Yeah. Ferrari has an operating budget of like three hundred and twenty five million American. Oh yeah. So we're talking hun- hundreds yeah. of millions of an annual budget, but yeah. they're not producing results. Yeah. Well but yeah. It happens, man, sometimes. But uh it is exciting. You know, Austin Austin has an F one track. Uh, they do circuit of the Americas, right? Coda. That's that's where the F1 Grand Prix happens every year. Yeah, you gonna you gonna make a stop there while you're in in town. It, uh, well, if if I can get the time the right time off work, because it happens, I think I want to say July. I think is when it comes back to the U.S. Oh. But if I can get the time off work and if tickets aren't sold out, because tickets for these events you literally will sell like, oh, yeah. a year or so in advance. Yeah, and they're pricey. I've, so I've looked at if, going down there before, and it's not. Just, I mean, the ticket is. 
I mean, it's pricey, but it's what you it's what it is, you know. But that weekend, man, like luckily you have a friend in Austin. Like, good luck getting anything a hotel room for less than four hundred a night within an hour drive of Austin. Right? It's insane. Oh, dude, I, I, dude, honestly, alone, I'd say for that weekend alone, just to make sure you have, like, you know, if you have all your all your T's crossed and everything, it'd probably cost you about two to three grand just yeah. for how, just to have a, an enjoyable weekend. Yeah, I think I was I was gonna try to go. It might have been 2019. It was right, like it was the last one they had before all the COVID shit. And uh, yeah, I think just for me to go. Yeah, I think I budgeted like before food and stuff. Just travel, hotel, tickets was going to be like eighteen hundred bucks or something for the weekend. And I was just like flying in Friday, flying out Monday, like and not, you know. So it probably you t- add on three three and a half days worth of like food drinking doing things once you're there you're at an f1 race you're going to have to buy like something right well um, not just that but there's the thing that that also depends on where you're in the if you're sitting in the grandstand or if you're just if you have like a vip ticket which is yeah, you're watching from like a, a an air-conditioned room you know right. with all the amenities <clears throat> but yeah. th- there's there's one but there's one there's one of our nooners who actually knows more about f1 than any of us and that's uh, joe hanning yeah. I don't know if he's in the waiting room or not. I don't know. If he's in the waiting room, buzz him in. I've got his uh I've got his number though. Let me text Joe real quick. But yeah, it's uh I went to but like, yeah, I was a big Moto GP guy. And for anybody that doesn't know what that is, that is essentially Formula One on motorcycles. And uh mm-hmm. when they were in Indianapolis for all those years, I went every year to that. And man, it is insane. The speeds and, and stuff, and it's it's nuts. Wait, was it all was it all Ducatis that would race, or was it Ducatis and Hondas and every other and Yamaha? At the time, so brand? at that time, um, man, really pulling from the bank here because that was when Nikki Hayden was on Ducati. Mm-hmm. Um, who, by the way, like I said, like R.I.P. I've actually I I got a chance to meet him years ago, and uh, him and his his brothers and stuff, and uh, awesome Dude's guy. Fearless. Dude, dude was fearless. Just awesome guy, awesome family, and it is just it's one of the most tragic things in the world that the dude made a living riding a four hundred pound piece of aluminum at two hundred twenty miles an hour, and some drunk French dude runs over him while he's out riding a bicycle and kills him. Mm-hmm. Nuts. It, it, it's like the most anticlimactic way for a MotoGP rider to uh, go out. Yeah, insane. I've actually got I've got a T-shirt. I've got an autographed T-shirt of his. I have shadow boxed in my office. So nice. Yeah, awesome. But I mean, the same thing. Like Schumacher, same way. Oh, what Michael Schumacher, dude. dude. The fucking tree. Well, he, he, bon- he bonoed. He bonoed himself to into a vegetable. Well, he bonoed himself into a shivo. He's still well. Here's the thing. He's still alive. I mean, I don't know. I like his family. You know, his family's done a really good job keeping him safe. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, his son is now Mick. His son is out racing um, for NF1. Uh, I know that just he finished this last season with Haas, but he kind of finished at the bottom of the pack. Not he's definitely not performing like his dad did. But I mean, it's kind of sad because I mean, Michael Schumacher, that guy's friggin' that guy put F1 on the map as far as I'm concerned. Because I mean, the last <laughs> you hear the last name Schumacher, you know exactly the pedigree it comes from. Right. Yeah. That's what I was saying. F1 in the 90s got popular in America because you had Andretti, but I think like you had Andretti as the American driver, but well, yeah, Schumacher was, was the name, yeah. right? Kind of like when 
and everybody listening is probably gonna tune out at this point but we'll talk about it sorry sorry everyone (laughs) but uh it's kind of like when Nikki hayden went to moto gp valentino rossi was the guy to beat right (laughs) and was the he's Mm -hmm. been the guy to beat for two decades he finally that guy finally fucking retired you can go be like gay in switzerland or whatever he wants to go do but Mm. but yeah no but isn't wasn't Rossi like a descendant of like the famous like Martini Rossi racing? Mm, I thought I thought I thought he was. Possibly. I mean, if you come I mean, from, like, I, I'm, no matter where he came from, I would assume at this point he's probably made his own name for himself, right? Like he's transcended any sort of family name at that point. You know. Well, but, the last for, the last name Rossi though it does carry a lot of weight in the racing world. I will say that this is true. But I, but it, earlier though about Andretti though because Mario Andretti was doing his thing in the 70s and 80s, like when he really had his most most mm-hmm. impactful years. His son, Michael, though, uh, came on late 80s up through the 90s. Yeah. But uh, Schumacher came around, I want to say, like 89, I think, is when My- uh, Michael Schumacher made his F1 debut. Or at the time, it wasn't called F1. It was called uh, the GP. Or uh, I think it was called the GP. I can't remember the top the original name. Uh, the top yeah. I've only well, been you're watching talking about back since when it was like, uh, oh, who was that? Who was the German dude who got stuck in his car while it was burning down? Oh, freaking uh, Nicky Lauda. Nicky Lauda. Nicky Lauda wasn't German. Nicky Lauda, he wasn't German. He was Austrian. Yeah, German junior. You know. <laughs> he might At that point, he might have been born at a time when Austria was kind of Germany. Well, you know? it, was a, it, was, it was 76 is when Nicky Lauda has, had his accident. 76? Okay, yeah. So, so. no, they, Austria would have been back in Austrian hands at that point, you know, when he was born. <laughs> unless, unless he was, you know. In his late 30s, which I don't think he was. I well, actually enjoyed that movie with uh, Rush Hemsworth. Yeah, I mean it wasn't a great yeah. movie. Well, it was enjoyable. Oh no, the crazy thing is like that movie. Like the it got the it got some it got it was mostly accurate because Nicky Lauda did buy his way onto a pro team. He actually did pay for his own professional team for that first year, yeah. only because he knew he could race. Yeah. Hey. He actually that? had to he bribe he had to bribe a pro team to let him race yeah. for that for him. Hey, bet on yourself, you know. So, uh, Craig, Craig's in here saying people should know this F1 indie history. I don't know if he's being serious or a smartass, but you're, you're welcome. It's to, you're welcome to zoom in, it's Craig, Craig's. and talk about it. It's Craig. It's Craig's, dude. I, I take it either way. I can. Craig's is the man. I yeah. love that guy. Craig. Oh yeah, man. He. Uh, I thought. I thought he mentioned he was coming down for the Super Bowl show, but well, I don't know. If he I is hope or not. he is. I mean, the guy's won the lottery. I hope he Why is. not? He's probably private jetting down. And, uh, <laughs> but no, so when, I asked, when I asked uh, to go back to a question earlier, when I asked about going to uh, Circuit of the Americas, I meant like while you're in Austin in February, here in a couple of weeks, are you going to go to the, the track and like go to the gift shop or something? Do the tour? If, if, I ha- if there's a chance that I can go toy the track, I might. But. You know, I'm there on my friend's dime, and yeah. I kind of gotta, you know, it's it's, yeah. it's their town. Take, yeah. Take the. I'm I'm and I, in case you can't tell, I'm using I'm using the quote unquote PC pronouns just to you know protect identity, so to speak. Right. So. Yeah. But yeah. All right. But just because I'm on I'm on their time on their schedule. Yeah. But uh, all, all right. I know Fair is enough. all I know it's it's gonna be a, a fun fun shit show oh, <laughs> all yeah. weekend. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm there till I'm there until late Wednesday night. So I'm gonna be going ham in Austin, <laughs> you know. So I think Monday. Oh, I've, already, I've already got planned out that Monday could be a hangover day. 
Um, Dude, just as, as as long as I don't have to carry your ass back to your room over my shoulder, we're good. Nah, nah. Um, it it might have been an issue if we were in the studio, but now that's it. <laughs> at a bar um i'll have well, dude, fun a- but the at some point the budget's gonna run out and uh but dude, i say that i say that what's gonna end up happening is since we're gonna be there for so long at some point i'm just gonna say fuck it and just <laughs> fireball shot for everyone let's go you know dude dude you're a big boy you can make your own decisions yeah, I'm just not, say just you know keep it keep it i'm not a big boy keep but, it in control well, bear in mind, you're talking to a retired frat guy, okay? And uh, mm-hmm. I've learned a few lessons from my days, from my days of you know my fun. But yeah. I mean, oh, what, I will what, say for this for, the, for, for this weekend, I might just I might I might bring out the frat boy again. Well, yeah. We don't know. Yeah, what frat yeah. were you part of? Well, you probably well. Are you in the land that doesn't exist, known as Iowa? Yes, I am. Yeah. Okay, then. Well, at, at, uh, my fraternity actually does exist out there. I was a DU. I was a Delta Upsilon. Okay. Uh, at San Diego State, but uh, Ames has a chapter, and uh, so does uh, uh, Des Moines at University of Iowa. We have a chapter there as well. But yeah, yeah. the guys out there—I mean, it's crazy because uh, my my one year when I worked for my fraternity's headquarters, I actually was the guy that had to shut down the Des Moines chapter because they got busted for uh, in- indulging back before it was legalized. Ah, come on! No, but uh, it wasn't my <clears throat> the Ames wasn't my call. The Ames chapter, and I. I grew up in North Carolina. I've been in Iowa for since 2012. So this will be mm-hmm. this this summer will be 10 years. But the uh, Iowa State and Ames used to have some huge party. I think it was and Craig can attest. It's like Vizla <sighs> or something like that. Visha, Visha maybe uh, Vista. Some something like that. And one of my first years here. It got like just so out of hand that I think there might have been like tear gas and rubber bullets involved, and the school finally said like no more. I think there is Greek life, but it's not the same anymore, kind of thing. So when I was there, when I made, when I made my visit to Ames in 2007, I was actually there for Halloween, and I actually went out with a bunch of my fraternity alumni from that chapter. These are all guys like our age, mm-hmm. but I remember like uh, they, all night long they were telling me like, man, this is. Like the everything's changed. They took me to this awesome like a, like a dive bar slash Irish pub kind of a place. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but uh, they all said everything's changed. Like it's not the same anymore. Like things used to be place wall to wall packed with people, and it's just not the same. And, and around that time, I found that uh people were like universities were starting to change their ways about how much fun students could have. Yeah, I think it's just there's so much liability involved anymore. You know. Which, well, hey, they're young adults. So they got to make their own decisions. Hey, I'm, with, I'm with you on that one. But you know how does the litigious system now care about that shit? No, it's going to be like, I think. Uh, Helicopter parents, so to speak. Yeah, somebody. Man, was that? It was, it was Iowa City. So it was Red University Red of uh, Iowa. Some It was a huge deal a couple years ago. Some kid left some frat party to walk back to his apartment. In like that, negative two degree yeah. weather and froze to death froze. or something. And that, no, there's also uh, there, there's a there have been a few incidents like that. I actually used to I used to be pretty knowledgeable of that topic. And Craigers, start your video, please, man. Come on. But um, it, he's uh, putting his nipple clamps. There on. he is. Hang on. Okay. I I pretty much told Amy to shut up, and now she's giving me that death stare. To which I may or may not survive tonight. 
Dear God, dude. Golden rule. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah, this is second marriage, so technically it's only for money this time, right? Yeah. yeah. Kidding, kidding. Uh, why are you joking? Hey, Amy. Uh, anyway. Hello. But yeah. So for those listening, back, Craig Dolesky's uh, just called in. He's a he's a a former Iowa native. Now lives in uh, Connecticut, right? Is that where you're at? No, Maryland. Maryland. But Maryland. might as well be Connecticut with how much liberal bullshit's here. But yeah. anyway, what are you up to tonight? Um, but we're not going politics here, though. But um, going back to your uh, little fecha thing with Iowa State. It was like back in 2005, 2006, like all those kids were like raging and all this shit because, uh, well, it was like for finals. It's that like, oh, hey, we just finished finals. Let's fucking rage. Let's rape and pillage and shit. Destroy Ames. Give it a new facelift. So they went a little too hard to where they canceled it for things like six, seven years or something like that. They tried to bring it back, but it was so far gone to where it didn't have the same mojo as it did before to where they were like, yeah, we're probably not going to ever do this ever again. And now with the current climate and culture, they're definitely not going to have that shit back. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, as an engineer, that- as an engineer, I work with a lot of people that went to Ames. I don't see that student body being that wild but i don't know it's not well well when there's nothing else to do in iowa besides maybe catching an iowa cubs game a buccaneers hockey game go bucks i mean when there was arena football um with kurt warner and all them (laughs) like when there was actually shit to do there you go craig um then maybe yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I see in the background there. <laughs> Good bucks. Um, there's really not much to do besides maybe cow tipping, <laughs> which isn't real. <laughs> and 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 then you might need Chris Farley. I mean, R.I.P. T's and peace to his family, of course. You know, maybe a moment of silence, real quick, for him. Yeah. Mm. All right. Um, but there's nothing else to do really in Iowa. I mean. I just checked the little weather app, which honestly is probably wrong-ish. But where I used to live, it's negative nine degrees. And then next week, like just the regular temperature without the windshield and shit. So I was like, should I catch my dad and his girlfriend just to make sure they're all right? I mean, he's a former combat Marine, so he's probably doing Gucci and shit. But like shit, like... Yeah. He's think... getting up there in age. Yeah. It's been... Everybody I've talked to today has kind of been like, eh, it's cold, but we're used to this. There was a there was a day a couple of years ago with the wind chill got to like negative fifty. And I was at work and had to kept like every couple of hours I'd bundle up, I'd run outside and start my car for like fifteen minutes. You know, just to make sure it's gonna start at the end of the day. The big difference between you your guys' weather and the weather that I'm in is Colorado, it's a mile high, so Naturally, the air up here is a lot drier. You right. guys have to deal with like sea level humidity cold. And that's a new level of cold that kind of – it cuts through. Like you said earlier, Bill, it cuts through everything. Oh, well, yeah. It's the, painful. It's, yeah, it's the, the wetness of it and then the wind. 
Like when you have, when it's negative, even if it's not negative, it can be, there's been days where it's been like, I mean, cold, like 15 degrees, but with like a 15 mile an hour wind and that just cuts through everything you're wearing. It sucks. It sucks. I've only, like, I lived in Indiana for a year, northwest side of Indy, like right near 465. Uh, that was my first time ever experiencing real humidity because growing up in SoCal, I lived near the beach. Mm-hmm. You know, the salt in the air is what absorbs all the sticky part of the humidity. Mm-hmm. So I was spoiled. I didn't realize the rest. I didn't realize till then. This was like back in 2006, 2007. I didn't realize back then like how the rest of America lived. And yeah. I'd seen the humidity. It's like, dear God, you guys, that's a level of toughness I didn't know existed. Yeah, apparently it, uh, the humidity comes from the agriculture, like the corn and shit, from what I've been so, told. So, Bill, would so, you rather deal with this cold or the bomb-ass hot heat in August and September? Well, July heat, and heat August every day. in Iowa. Heat every day. Okay. Heat every day. Uh, I need, I need cold. I, ladies, I'm a human ladies don't, ladies don't wear bikinis in negative nine, bro. I need heat, dude. I need cold weather just. To well, bounce. I mean, well, maybe if Dan Bilzerian's there giving fake money away and being a cock. You also have to but, remember um, that, like, that I am very thin. Like cold, I don't do well in cold. Well, I'm, 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 no, that's just half of your British, like, coming out. Yeah, so, I am Anglo. This is true. I'm half Anglo. I'm pretty well insulated. I'm, I'm pretty well insulated. You can't really tell, at least from this camera angle, but I'm pretty well insulated. Dead giveaways. I'm thin. I'm pale. I have bad teeth. Dead giveaway for being English. <laughs> it hasn't, hey, it hasn't uh, made things any worse so far, dude. I mean, hello, you have a very beautiful wife. Yeah, she's half Brazilian, so you know. That's, there you go, dude. That's, so that's the English and me trying to conquer another territory. I don't think they ever got to Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to expand well, the empire. You know what I'm saying, dude? Well, I think. Well, I think Columbus thought he was there, but then he's like, "Yeah, close enough." Yeah, close enough. Man, Brazil's a lot smaller than I thought it was. I could walk across this bitch in a day. I own all you now. Oh gosh, oh, dude. There's a reason. There's a reason why the English are called, are called the old enemy. There's a reason for that. Oh yeah, I've, one of these days I'm gonna get Gigi on here because she is uh, Anglo, half Anglo as well, and we're just gonna rant about uh, how England was and still is. It's insane. It is absolutely insane, and people want to, not to get political. People want to talk about racism in America. Racism in Europe is like an actual, real, noticeable thing, <laughs> right? Like somebody loses a soccer match to like a predominantly black soccer team, and they're throwing oh, bananas God. on the field and using the N word. Yeah. I can't say I'm surprised at soccer. Unlike unlike uh, unlike soccer and rugby, we actually sit with our opponents. We actually huh. we drink with them after the match. You know, Wait, actually, are you actually saying soccer as in soccer, Davy, or as in football? Football, 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 football. Because you know? I know they get really fucking pissed over there if you say soccer over there. I, I did it twice and I almost got kicked out of a bar. Bear in mind, though, in America we say soccer, and in Australia they say soccer. In New Zealand they say soccer. Yeah. Only in Europe and the rest of the world do they say football. Well, I mean, Australia was a prison colony, so they're just going to be rebels either way. <sighs> Australia. I'm. I, I, I've been to Australia. I love the people there. I, I don't know what 
happen, but it is. Yeah, I have a, uh, I have a cousin whose boyfriend is Australian and was planning on moving here right before everything hit. And he's just like trapped. Like essentially he's like trying to become a refugee and escape Australia, which is just the most insane thing to me because growing up until very recently, like Australia was just like the land of insane people. Right. Like when you thought of Australia, you thought of crocodile Dundee aboriginals, and then people that would light the bar on fire for fun. Right. I don't know if up, you ever until s- recently. I, uh, Go ahead. Have up you ever until seen recently, the show Three was... Sheets? Did you ever see the show Three Sheets with Zane Lamprey? It's a good show. <sighs> Can't say I have. Go Google it. People listening, go Google it. It's an old show. This guy would travel the world drinking. He went to Sydney. They literally lit the bar on fire. Was that for, uh, wait, was that during the AFL Grand Final, the Australian Football League Grand Final, or the Australian uh, version of the Super Bowl? I can't remember. This would have been. Ooh, 12, 13 years ago. So I don't know. It may have been. It may have been then because uh, 2010, around that time is when I got really into AFL or Aussie Rules footy and uh, Collingwood, the Collingwood Magpies, they're the most hated team in Australia. Uh, a lot of Australians refer to them as like the Dallas Cowboys of, of Australia because they're just they're just hated. They're hated and they're only loved by Melbourne, which is the which is their primary province, which is where they're based out of. Gotcha. But uh, the Magpies, there's this one player who I thought was just one badass mofo. His name was Dane Swan. This dude was just tatted up, you know, covered in sleeves. And the dude just went out there and just didn't give a fuck. He would just annihilate guys. And it was incredible. But the thing is, this is 2010. It's one of the only times ever in AFL and Australian football history where the grand final ended in a, in a draw. And instead of going into overtime like we would here, they actually delayed overtime until a week later. And to wow. this day, it's the most debated decision ever made in, in Australian sport. Why did they do that? Just to let things settle down? I honestly think it's because they never like they never dealt with a draw for a, in a grand final. And, I mean, I everybody was like saying, just let them play on. Give them like an extra five minutes to play. But – I guess the AFL officials, for whatever reason, decided no. We'll wait. We'll we'll res- it'll we'll let it resume like next Tuesday or something like that. And to this day, it's like one of the most hotly debated issues because it completely, obviously, it altered the course of the game. I mean, how are you going to freaking pick up a game from a week earlier? Yeah, that's but tough. still though, AFL, yeah, AFL though is a brutally fun sport to watch. I mean, you got to be insanely cardio fit, and I am nowhere near AFL cardio level. That's why I used to play rugby. But uh, AFL, if you ever get a chance to watch some highlights online. Dear God, dude, <laughs> it'll open your eyes up to the wide world of sport. And uh, that's yeah. why, I mean, I watch I, I watch international sports more than I do our own. Yeah. Speaking of sports, Craig, what's up with the Dolphins? Hey. Uh, we like to fire black coaches. Okay. Um, There's a statement. Yeah, yeah because uh, Brian Flores was the problem down in Miami. Said, man, and not getting rid of Tua, but, you know, Whatever. I will. Um, I will send a, a Neuter Nation I, I, no, sticker like, to the first person to just isolate Craig saying we like to fire black coaches and post it online. The the, the Miami Dolphins, yeah. Um, well, honestly, Stephen Ross is a piece of shit owner. Like, I kind of wish the Dolphins were like the Packers, to where you can buy stock, well, stock or some sort of ownership like nico did with the packers this season just so that i can have like um an ounce of say and tell steven ross how much of a douchebag he is 
and go like, yeah, let's fire the one coach he's actually doing stuff. But yet we need two or three offensive coordinators who don't do shit. I'd much rather have uh, more down in Dallas. Now, unfortunately, he doesn't know clock management or maybe that's just Dak Prescott's thing. But I mean, yeah. But. Was, I, I don't know, dude. And then, and then Iowa, the Hawkeyes, they just like to screw the pooch. Um, at, at least Iowa wrestling program's decent. Like, that's the only thing that's holding up the university, honestly. Hey! I mean... It's my neighbor! <laughs> what up, guys? I gotta fix my audio. We just let uh, Joe in. It's about to get real European up in this bitch. Hey, nothing wrong with that, dude. Nothing wrong or I guess F1 would be more international than anything. <laughs> F1 is, Whoa. F1 is global. Right, is this on? It is. We got, we got Craig, you guys stick around for F1 talk? Or are you bouncing out? You look like you're a... Uh... Uh, I'm about to bounce out. Plus, um, Ruben, Ruben asked for a, a Dakota shot. Dakota so, shout uh, out? Yeah. Oh, that Dakota. Aww. I was about to say Dakota shout out. Work harder. No, it's not that not hard. Nah, nah. He's busy like doing something or like preparing to lose to uh, Giorgio or some shit. So yeah, I think I think uh, Giorgio's got the squirrel tactics in that. Uh, I think George. I think Giorgio in a Brazilian jiu-jitsu match is like a <laughs> ferret on crystal meth. Right. <laughs> he's just gonna like spin around you until you're so confused you don't know which way is up, and then he takes you down. Uh, I'd crush Giorgio. I, I wrestled heavyweight in high school. I'd crush him. Well, we're gonna be on in, top of them. We're gonna be in Austin. We can make this happen. Uh, well, so give me a, give me a pair of shoes and a rubber rubber mat. We can uh, make something happen. Heard it here, folks. There y'all. I'm hopping on. See you, Craig. Brother. See you, Craig. Well, Thank you heard you. it here Thank first, folks, that uh, David Jacobson is challenging Papa Giorgio to hey, a wrestling I'll, I'll, or to a. Uh, I'll, are, we, I'll, are we talking I'll wrestling? We're talking jujitsu. I can do well. I, I, I used to train jujitsu until my gym closed. So I mean, but Giorgio would probably whoop my ass in a jujitsu match just because um, he has a higher belt than I do. I mean, I could probably I could probably hang with him wrestling wise. Well, because of our weight differential, because I he's not you know he's not as big as I am. Yeah. I could hang with him wrestling wise. Yeah. Well, cool. What? So we got a uh, we got Joe Joe Hanning hopping on. We've had him Joe on before for our Veterans Day yeah. show, which I believe I what I tied. I'm trying to think. I was, I was really proud of that title. It was uh, For God and Country and the Free Blue. Something like that, yeah. yeah. What's going on, Joe? Not much. Um, we were watching uh, Kirby Enthusiasm. <laughs> I didn't even remember that. You guys were on. Sorry. And then uh, I was informed by multiple people that I was being requested and required. To be on the show, so we, we want some. Be quick. We want some. F, we want some F1 history, Joe. That's what we F1 want. F1 history. All right. Well, hey, I want. Hey, Joe, does that uh, does that microphone come any closer to your mouth? You're a little low. Yeah, my fucking coworker was pushing about there too. My 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 Xbox said on that kind of rage quit destroyed them the other night doing the semi. And, uh, <laughs> they're all broken to shit, so I had to dig up this old school friggin' thing. I don't know if you can hear me or not. Like yeah, we'll, we'll make it work. Um, so, yeah, I destroyed those. And, um, yeah, I'm sure we've all, I mean, most guys that are gamers probably know that you rage quit and destroy shit from time to time. So anyway. I yell fuck. I, I just yell fuck a lot whenever I get my ass kicked on Call of Duty. I, I destroy shit. And it goes back to when I was, you know, six and I had my first Nintendo and I would smash the controller. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, See, I just, uh, I just use like the people I know in uh, high levels of power to trace whatever, you know, 14 year old just beat me in something, <laughs> trace their IP, and then I go and bang their mom. Noob Master 69. Yeah. Noob Master. Was that, is that Gosh. Thor? Is that the yeah. Thor thing? Yeah. David got it. I did. Well, dude, bear, bear in mind, dude. We, I mean, you know, Joe. We work in the same industry. I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know. I, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned. I know I'm on the tail end of your wrestling because I'm. I mean, you're a much bigger guy. I, I wrestled too in 130 weight class until I broke a shell on my arm and my parents let me wrestling. Dude, at my um, uh-huh. at, at my uh, I never I didn't qualify for state, but in my regional that would t- would have qualified me for the semifinal to go to state. I uh, was wrestling this one guy, and he all he did was just Grammy roll, Grammy roll, and then finally he Grammy rolled right on my knee, and just <sighs> I heard a pop right on my knee, and that's when I knew Oof. I was done. Yeah, that was senior year too, to boot, which yeah. just ruined it. But yeah, it's yeah, I'm not is. a big guy, and in high school I was even smaller, and so my second or third year wrestling, the coach put me in with all the new guys that were they didn't know anything, but they were way bigger than me, and this one kid, and he was so much bigger. Dude, that's and he that's. Just, he just picked me up like he thought it was WWE and just fucking dropped oh, me in the ground. And now I got this freaking star all the way around my shoulder from breaking <laughs> the ball off the side. Oh, dear God, dude. That's, that sucks. I mean, it's at jujitsu, like um, when I just started, they had me with this guy who was like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, he was like some 19-year-old kid who was playing football at a local junior college. Uh, we're grappling. He has my back, and uh, he's trying to put me in a rear naked chokehold. Well, I figured out how to counter, so as I'm sliding out of it, Instead of RNC in my neck, he RNCs my forehead and just cranks right back on my neck and re-aggravated an old rugby injury. And literally for yeah, so for about a good solid a good solid two days, I was moving around stiff necked. Like I just couldn't I couldn't turn or anything just because my neck it's uh when I was playing rugby, we were playing uh, Colorado State one year in a pregame warm-up or pre-match warm-up. And um in the scrum, the entire pack weight shifted. So my head went this way and the entire pack went that Ooh. way. And yeah, so but you know, if the pack had gone a little, a few inches further, I'd be uh, quadriplegic probably. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that didn't happen, dude. Yeah, me, me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Sorry, sorry, I, get, I, I knew we were supposed to be talking about F1, but I heard that. You know, we can talk about whatever we want. Okay. <laughs> well, dude, F1 history, man. So Joe is the F1 encyclopedia of the Nooners. He is, and uh, whatever he says is pretty much law. All right. Which, I'll by the that. way, yeah. if you're listening, <laughs> F1 is Formula One racing. It's like NASCAR, but with no fenders. And it's they, real right and left. And it's they, real racing. And they turn both directions. And mm-hmm. yeah, if you if you qualify in the pole, you probably win. Well, not always. <laughs> not well, always. Recent, recently, yes. It used to not be that way, but lately, well. So before you get before here. you get into the history of right. this, what was your opinion of the Kurs system? I I actually like the Kurs. Um, it's, IndyCar was doing this before uh, F1 did it. They call it push the past, and it was a different. It wasn't really curves. It wasn't really energy recovery system. It was basically a boost of power. And um, the the engine man. I'm going to geek out right now. You guys ready for this? I'm listening. This really came from the Indy manufacturers because a lot of the Indy manufacturers pushed this technology to road cars. So they wanted something that that took. Uh, something that was applicable to road cars that they could sell. And this goes back to NASCAR. This goes back to the 50s, you know, went on Sunday, fell on Monday. And so they wanted something that they could say. And and 
aside from like your high-end manufacturers like Porsches and you know, McLarens or whatever, you don't really have to push the path button in your car, but it, it's, it gave them the ability to say, hey, we're going to develop this technology that allows you to have a, a storage of energy that's regenerated from your own car. So you brake, and as you're braking, you're, you're generating and storing energy that can directly go back into a 100-horsepower boost when you need it. Um, I think it's a cool idea. Um, there's other issues that I have with F1, but the curves I really so here's here's my question for you, Joe, and I want to know this: How long until America finally gets a driver we can call our own? Oh God! Who can? Yeah, how so, long? Because we've been so, waiting since uh, Andretti and Unser. Yeah, say. M- Michael and Mario have been pushing to get Marco into F1 for a long time, and it just hasn't. And I don't know if Marco just didn't have the ability or the desire. Um, and then we had Rossi. I thought Rossi had a good shot. Um, and he keeps getting test shots, and I think he's an exceptional driver, and he's an amazing motorcycle. I just, the, F1 in the last 10, 12, 13 years has become so money, so money driven. You know, you've got great drivers like Piastri that just won the F2 championship, and previously that he won the F3 championship, and he doesn't have a ride because he's not made a money. And meanwhile, they're they're bringing in, and I'm, you know, nothing against the, the Chinese kids just got time, but I mean, He's not as good as Piastri, and he got signed at that one drive just because he made it money. And they want to put money into that Chinese. And it helps with the new Netflix Drive to Survive series that's brought a lot of new American um, viewership in. I think based on Netflix, and we've got a new race in Miami coming next year, we could definitely have hopefully someone fast-tracking and get back you're right. It hasn't been since I don't think Scott mm. was, despite having an amazing last name, you know, is was the last American I think to um, to drive in that one. And it sucks too because I'm. It's like I, I I often correlate a lot of things back to rugby because rugby's like that. It's outside of America, rugby and F1 are like they're globally dominating sports. Yet people in America do not know that because yeah. I mean, mo- mo- most of the time we're so focused inward on our own sports that we really don't look at the wide world of sports beyond the right. And it, it's it's one of those. I mean, when I was working at USA Rugby, that was my biggest my biggest beef because of the fact I feel like I mean, Joe Rogan is a rugby fan, but not many people know that. Right. And uh, he talks about it on a show too. But um, yeah, I, it it's one of those things that I just wish more than anything we could just find that find that uh, perfect time to strike the iron when it's hot. I mean, I know it gets hot every year when we when coming to Austin. You know, I know it gets that was a huge help. But still, when you have sponsors like Rolex and you have like all these major money sponsors, it's like the only way really to get into F one is, like you said, you got to have that money. Yeah. Are there and, any uh, any Earnhardt kids out there that need to uh, go open wheel? That get I mean, America the, involved real quick. Yeah, I mean, the Earnhardt. I mean, they are exceptionally. You know, oh, actually, if you want America yeah. involved in Formula One, you need a Japanese race car driver to assault out of nowhere an American race car driver, and then we'll get into Formula One. <laughs> so, so you're so you're basically describing the plot of Talladega Nights, but with a Japanese guy. Yeah, not a gay Frenchman. Yeah. A Japanese man. Can he be gay? 
I mean, I I mean aren't they all? Kind of, well, in Japanese culture, it's frowned upon heavily. <laughs> Still. <laughs> but, yeah, what we, I mean, and we've got, I mean, like, Erhard Jr., I mean, he's, a, you know, a, a great road racer. I mean, and he's done a bunch of deep swaps. You know, I mean, back when they were doing the swaps with, uh, I think it was on the front, not well, way back to the farms of Montoya, um, they had the swaps back and forth. You know, and he did great in that one car. You know, I and those guys. You know, I've never been a huge NASCAR fan, but those guys are fucking good. And people give them a lot of shit and say that they are just they just drive in circles. But it takes a lot to drive in circles. It's uh, two hundred miles an hour, and um, a lot of F one fans that um, they're either new fans or old. I've seen people that have been F one fans for twenty years. This shit on NASCAR. I'm like, you, you've never driven on track, and I, I've driven on track. I've done a lot of track days. I used to instruct. It's hard, and driving in circles on a banking at when your nose to tail is not easy. That's that's a real fucking pucker moment, <laughs> you know. And I wish that uh, a lot of these guys that are the elitist road course fans would stop giving them so much shit. What's the incline on a NASCAR track? Is like what, like a forty degree incline that they're racing on? It's mm-hmm. thirty. It it's, on track. It's, but 35 37 some of them the, the, the shorter ovals are more uh, the yeah. bigger ovals are because i was um i was in las vegas when uh-huh. oh shit i'm gonna kick myself for forgetting the guy's name but indycar tried to do the vegas motor speedway and vegas has super super steep banking and the guy mm-hmm. is so steep the guys wouldn't let off the gas and uh one of the yeah. drivers went in full throttle i think they said he went into like so it would have been like NASCAR turn one at like two fifteen, and lost control and went into went into the the gate, you know, the catch gate, and burned himself up. Who was this? Yeah. This this that is this at Indy? No, this would have been. It was an Indy okay. car race, but it was at uh, Vegas. Vegas. It was at the Vegas. Okay, yeah, I think there. I remember that one. Yeah. And I think it was the same. Right. I think it was like the same guy that like the day before had said that the banking on that track was making it really dangerous. And then that race, everybody went into this turn at full speed. Like, I think it was even like lap four or something. It was really early in the race. And they all just came unglued and started mm-hmm. hit, hitting the gates. And it looked like fireflies on the gate. Yeah. I can't remember that guy's name because I I went into, a, like, he was a Tiso watch, you know, representative. You know, he was sponsored by Tiso. And I went into a Tiso watch place in Vegas like a couple of days after that. And he had signed like a, a watch, like a box of the watch you watch it. and they had it on display. And I was like, are you guys ever going to sell that? They're like, yeah, probably not. But yeah, I was well, so, you know, the Indy, um, at Indy turn one, I know at least for, uh, at, uh, the Indy, at whenever, you know, you have Indy racing at, at Indy turn one is like considered the most deadly because you just, what is it, Joe? You can't see that. You can't see around that bend entirely. It's, it's, a, it's almost a blind apex. Yeah. yeah, it's not quite a blind apex, but you're you're banking and entering because your your you your breaking point by the time yeah. when you're breaking, you can't see into the turn. I've spent a well, lot of time at the Indy Motor Speedway. Yeah, the, the the oval. I mean, it's it's a two and a half mile oval. You know, so I mean, you've got a long straight and then two ninety degrees that you've got to cut. And you've got to deal with traffic. You've got to look towards your apex. 
you've got to look at your track out and you've got to make sure that you're not going to drift in and and when they ran f1 at indy they they were at reverse and they used that banking turn one banking is the last but the penultimate turn of the course and uh, uh, i mean you know people are watching historically watching Indy. i think it was 2003, 2004, 2005, the Michelin tires were not pulling up to that bank. And wasn't and, there only like five or six cars actually made, actually yeah, raced? Yeah, and it was, so this is back when they had two tire manufacturers, like Michelin and Bridgestone. And I, my memory is failing me. I can't remember which tire manufacturer it was, but one of those tire manufacturers would, was not pulling up to the bank. And they kept blowing out, and there was a safety issue. So we ended up with a race, and I was there. We had planned to go to the race, and we had shown up on Saturday for quality and Friday for practice. And then we just decided, you know, that day just hang out at my uncle's house and watch him. It was it was it was Michelin. And, it, yeah, it was Michelin. Yeah. And then all the Michelin runners said, "Nope, we're we're not running." And the Bridgestone runners decided to run. So we had this farce of a race where we had the two Ferraris and like three other cars. <laughs> I was so glad I hadn't bought tickets to the race. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't familiar with that, but that's very reminiscent. Uh, the Michelin Bridgestone thing was a big thing in uh, MotoGP, like in the mid two thousands. Yeah. But with that, guys, we could sit here and talk about F one all night. But uh, it's been yeah. Fun. Sorry, we'll, I'll, we'll definitely I'll, do a. I will uh, go on forever about F one. No, no, sorry. we need to. Um, <laughs> Same as these. When's like I guess it's the season. When's the March? F- March. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll definitely do an F one show for sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get you two guys we'll start having. We'll start having car reveals next month, and then okay. Yeah, we'll get that schedule before the like the first race, or maybe a ooh, maybe we do like a fun Monaco Grand Prix race. We suit up, we put on suit jackets, Mm. and get all nice. Yeah, or we got uh, Monaco and Indy the same weekend. Right, and also if if for Monaco, if we're going to do Monaco, we have to have a little yacht somewhere in the background just to (laughs) just to make it official. Yeah, because you know you can't have Monaco without the yachts. Yeah, yeah. You draw me. I'm trying to wrap this up, but um, my, <laughs> my, no, Davey and I will. We'll just keep dragging you out, man. My uh, yeah, dude. My <laughs> brother's college roommate, who he's still best friends with, is um, is a uh, first mate on like a super yacht out of Fort Lauderdale, and he's been to like Monaco several times on this yacht. He said the first time he went was a couple of years ago. And I think at the time he wasn't first mate. He was like a head chef. He's like a culinary trained guy who just started working on yachts. And they went to Monaco and like they docked and he came into his room and his cash per diem for their like three days in Monaco was laid down on his bed. And it was like 40 grand in cash. Yeah. And he's like, hell yeah, like his his uh, girlfriend worked on the boat, who's now his fiance. Uh, they're like, we're gonna go out to Monaco. We're gonna get like an awesome dinner. He said this awesome dinner for the two of them in Monaco was like eight thousand dollars. When you said forty grand, I'm like, that's head chef gonna last you like a day. Like, I'm the head chef on a super yacht. I think we'll just eat on the yacht from now on, and I'll pocket the rest of this cash. So, oh, dude, remember hey, the one? It's Daniel Ricardo said it best. And I think it was on uh, Drive to Survive on Netflix. He said, Monaco is a lot of cool shit crammed into like five miles or 10 square miles of land. Yeah. It's like a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. But he was right, though. But but cool. But we're going to get out of here on that one. Thanks for uh, joining us, guys. It was a fun night. Uh, I had a really cool guest. I mean, we I had some cool guests on tonight, so not, not an issue. Uh, the guests I had scheduled for tonight, hopefully, will be on. 
uh, next week. But yeah, thanks uh, thanks again for joining us. You know, we had Lloyd call in. That was awesome. Or else I was gonna have to sit here and talk to myself for an hour, uh, which I'll I'll clearly do. But you don't want to listen to it. And then uh, yeah, Davey. We had Craig, Joe. Thanks for calling in, guys. And uh, at this point, you know the drill. You know the drill. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, hit the little bell so you know what's happening. Um, I've got some free time coming up, so there might be some uh, some surprise extra content coming out here soon. Some extra live shows. And, F1 uh, predictions. F1 predictions. We can maybe do that. Like I said, I got Hamilton to- retires. Yeah, <laughs> I've got to get a. Yeah, they, they gotta get your number after this. Uh, for the I'll DM it to you. Yeah, and then yes, sir. Uh, yep, go out to iTunes. Uh, you know, rate and review. Um, you know, I don't care. Leave a funny review. Talk about whatever you want. Um, but yeah, that's it. Thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, this has been the Nooner Nation. Thanks for listening. Good night. Kane is in the building. Fuck with Hollywood code, I'm with Marley G, bro. Flying Holly Grove chicks to my Hollywood shows. And I wanna tell you something that you probably should know. This that slum dog, millionaire Bollywood flow. And uh, my real friends never hearing from me. Fake friends write the wrong answers on the mirror for me. That's why I pick and choose. I don't get shit confused. I got a small circle, I'm not with different crews. We walk the same path, but got on different shoes. Live in the same building, but we got different views. I got a couple cars I never get to use. Don't like my women single, I like my chicks and twos. And these days, all the girls is down the road. I hit the strip club and all them bitches find a pole. Plus, I've been sipping, so this shit is moving kinda slow. Just tell my girl to tell a friend that it's time to go. Now tell me how you love it You know you at the top and on the heavens right above it We own It's young money, motherfucker If you ain't running with it, run from it, motherfucker Alright Now somebody show some money in this bitch And I got my bees with me like some honey in this bitch You dig? I got my gun in my boot purse And I don't bust back because I shoot Meet me on the fresh train. Yes, I'm in the building. You just on the list of guest names. And all of my riders do not give a fuck. X games. Guns turn you boys into pussies. Sex change. And I smoke till I got chest pains. And you niggas know I rep my game like Jesse James. Women are possessive and they wanna possess Wayne. I've been fly so long I fell asleep on the fucking plane. Skinny pants and some vans Call me Triple A, get my advance in advance Amen, as the world spinning dance in my hands Life is a beach, I'm just playing in the sand uh, Wake up and smell a pussy You niggas can't see me, but never overlook me I'm on the paper trail, it ain't no telling where it took me Yeah, and I ain't a killer, but don't push me now tell me how you love it You know you at the top and on the heavens right above it We own It's young money, motherfucker If you ain't running with it, run from it, motherfucker Alright Now somebody show some money in this bitch And I got my bees with me like some honey in this bitch You dig? I got my gun
was never said Beautiful black woman, I bet that bitch look better red Limping off tour cause I made more off my second leg Motherfucking Birdman Junior, 11th grade Ball on automatic start I can hand it to Drake, I do a quarterback draw Wildcat offense, check the paw prints We in the building, you niggas in apartments uh, not, not come on, be my blood donor Flow so nice, you ain't gotta put a rug on her Do it big and let the small fall under that Damn, where you stumble at? From where they make gumbo at? Hang got the fucking beat jumping like a jumping jack And you know me, I get on this bitch and have a heart attack Hip-hop, I'm the heart of that Nigga, nothing short of that President Carter, young money Democrat And I don't bust back